0: (sighs) There's no place like home, and home is where I get to be this last week. I'm very thankful for it. Got to see a few bands perform, cook some delicious food, do meetings on Zoom. Okay, maybe not the last part, but... I do get to create another episode with you-know-who, the melatonin menace, the lengthy lefty, the silent, sarcastic Kroverson, Robbie Silver. Hi. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, well, whether I want to or not, it's not really a choice at this point. And making his Potty Train Me debut is the co-host of the Pass It Down podcast, standing 20 yards back. Jerry side, (laughs) our father, Michael Silver, so happy you're now officially part of the show.
1: This is such an exciting milestone for me. Um, I kind of was taking it personally as a Potty me fan. Um, Great episodes lately, by the way. Good job on the Mia Mastrov. That was strong. And uh, yeah, I just thought, you know, I'm kind of, um, you know, an accomplished Podcaster at this point, and my wife's been on, my daughter's been on, obviously, my sons are on. So, um, I feel like maybe because I lost my phone in a crowd recently, you're pitying me and throwing me a bone or a phone, as it were.
0: That is absolutely <laughs> correct. We're so glad to have you, and we're so happy to meet your new phone soon. Uh, before we get to all the action, Firebolt. Firebolt!
1: No, I don't name my phone.
0: Hey, just a heads up for all the listeners, there's probably going to be like 74 dumb inside jokes (laughs) that go over your head. Just keep
2: listening, I promise. It's going to be worth it. Also, if I may just add quickly, it's good to have a more uh, amateur opinion on the show, you know, just to contrast against us two experts... Um, maybe appealing more to the casual sports fan.
1: That's probably the nicest diss I've gotten (laughs) (laughs) from anyone this month. Thank you.
0: Okay, well, Robbie's off to a hot start per usual, and we're going to start the episode in the way that I love to start episodes, which is an announcement from Robbie.
2: Okay, well, to all the Potty Train Me listeners out there, the numbers have come in. And have shown that Potty Train Me has ranked not only 87th in Canada for the category of sports podcast, but 83rd in the United States of America as well, showing that Potty Train Me has taken North America by storm. Honestly, I'm not sure where the Mexico ratings are, um, but we plan to expand. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Can you tell me where Pass
1: It Down ranks, or is that privileged information? Well, that would only be accessible to you. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of those messages. I don't think we're in the top 83 well, or 87.
0: Anyway, I, it was, uh, that was the announcement I wanted to make at the beginning of last Congra- episode. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And the reason I wanted Robbie to make the announcement is because when I looked at the timeline of those rankings, they came within a week or two weeks after episodes that he was on. And so, therefore, I feel like it's not anything to do with me being on the episodes, but it really is the
2: Robbie Silver effect, second to the Roy (laughs) Kent effect, but still great nonetheless. Well, they did used to call me King Midas back in the day, because everything
1: I touch does turn to gold. Even though your name is Silver! (sighs) Wait for it! So, you know, you do have some, we do have some French-Canadian ties on your mom's side, so I'm thinking Canada, there's some weird, like, you know cosmic thing going on
0: well when i got that news there were three groups of people i texted right away which was the family um my uh i'm just gonna say at the beard eye group chat me uh tristan Owen, nathan and was like guys is this real and then the one canadian guy uh, shout out hayden who i regularly (laughs) talk to shout out diabetes and i was like dude whatever like i don't think this is real because you're the only canadian guy i know but They must be really, really, really nice. Like, better than advertised.
1: I think they're nicer than Americans.
0: Uh, We're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So, before we get all into the NFL season preview, because that does kick off tomorrow, I get to watch my favorite quarterback, Tom Brady, back on the field. I really would be so sad to see him take a hard hit and get sacked or something.
1: Uh, We're actually going to... Go a little... That's that's such bad karma. That's like putting in a group text that a specific defensive player is going to, quote, kill a specific offensive player in a playoff game and then having it, like, pretty much happen 45 minutes later.
0: That feels oddly specific. Bad karma. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh-huh. But, uh, so Cars is objectively a top five movie of all time. If you don't agree with that, you can press pause, you can leave the <laughs> podcast, just... Going to settle it with that. And uh, Uh, at Hoopology underscore TikTok...
1: In in Canada or the US?
2: (laughs) Both, probably. Usually uh, Cars and Citizen
1: Kane are the two (laughs) that people talk about. I mean, Animal House has got to be one of the slots. I don't don't think I'm putting Cars in my top five, but, you know, it was fun as kids' movies go. Okay, well, (laughs) thank you. I appreciate that.
0: So, as I was saying, at Hoopology underscore TikTok did a video on if the characters from Cars were NBA players and... The boy who did it was extremely, he was extremely accurate. I mean, I have to say, like, it made us want to add some of our own. So we'll share what he did first. Uh, Lightning McQueen, he called Russell Westbrook with a jumper. And, quote, the only dude that could slow him down is himself. I think that's a great comparison.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, tell us what Mater was.
2: Mater actually was um, Scotty Pippen, um, elite defense, and the greatest number two you've ever seen. He is mm. the
0: greatest sidekick of all
1: time. Mm. Um, well, I, besides Robbie. Besides oh, Robbie. On this podcast. Uh, Clay, Clay
0: Thompson when he returns actually, healthy.
1: Natalie, excuse me.
0: Besides Natalie. <laughs> Maybe I'm the sidekick. It'll be Clay when he returns healthy. Uh, Chick Hicks was Patrick Beverly, which is completely accurate because... He won't win anything on his own, but he sure would be the cause for someone else not winning. And I think that is very fair with Hmm. Chick Hicks. Hmm. Kind of a
2: villain. Yeah, and how about uh, Guido? A fan favorite. Guido um, is actually Jesus of Nazareth. And I think that one is pretty self-explanatory after his uh, pit stop in the Piston Cup final.
0: I, at a Woodstock's Pizza in Isla Vista, got into a loud argument with my friends, some of whom supported me, while others <laughs> said it was annoying that I was talking about this at a Woodstock's getting pictures, that Guido's Pit Stop is a top five greatest feat in sports. And this,
1: I. This sounds like a super sober conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sober now. Yeah, okay. It, it <laughs> is sobering to hear that. Yeah. As a parent. <laughs>
0: Well, okay, but let's add some, because the guy did such a good job that I thought we could add a few of our own, and I'm just going to say it, Doc Hudson is Wilt Chamberlain. Like, I thought
1: about the Bill Russell comparison, but... Doc Doc Hudson slept with 20,000 women? Oh, wait, sorry. No, 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 it's the pure dominance.
0: Like, Doc is the guy who averaged 50 points and 35 rebounds in a season, which will never happen again. That's Doc Hudson.
2: Yeah, it's like winning three Piston Cups in a row. Um, and then another comparison that really just came to me was The King being equivalent to Kobe, an all-time oh, great that is nice. well-respected by everyone in the racing and basketball community, respectively. Yes. Uh,
0: the King is like, like... You see Lightning McQueen, who's the cockiest little bitch ever at the beginning of the movie is all like shaking when the king comes up to him. And of course he yeah. zones out, but it's like, you know, the king was the closest thing to mamba mentality in fiction. Yes.
1: I uh I I have a weird thing to add here. I think <laughs> Dynaco. Yeah. You know, that's the dream sponsor. Um I would say Dynaco is any gambling interest as it pertains to the National Football League. So, like, a few years ago, the NFL was like, Gambling is so terrible. We hate it. Tony Romo, if you go to this fantasy convention in Las Vegas, we'll actually you your gambling. Oh, wait. Nevada's going to give the Raiders, like, 800 million dollars, and now it's going to be legal? Oh, cool. We are whores. So, I would say Dinoco is any gambling
0: Okay, I like that. That's a pretty good tie-in for on-the-spot. However, we're still on NBA right now. Oh, ow. I'm just saying, it's not what we had in mind. Got it, got it. So, Tex, uh, that's Phil Jackson, you know, the mentor to the king, mentor to Kobe. you know he was just around one of the all-time greats all the time.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's a great comparison. See,
1: I kind of thought maybe Fillmore would be Phil Jackson. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a different conversation. Dare sure. to elaborate? <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, you know, it's like Zen. I don't know. Maybe like maybe Fillmore's Bill Walton. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: if Bill Walton bad. won a bunch of championships because he didn't have the foot injuries.
1: Well, he did win two yeah. championships at UCLA. He won eighty-eight games in a row. He won one of the championships in on his home court while going twenty-two of twenty-three. The miss being a shot at the halftime buzzer from half court that went in and out. So I would say that he's No, he's like the greatest college basketball player of all time. I'm just saying without the injuries. He won championships with
0: the Celtics. Yeah, his careers would have been more decorated. Yeah, for sure. There's no Bill Walton slander. Yeah, but it's Fillmore. Okay. (laughs) Is Fillmore like some great Okay, well, speaking of (laughs) non-champions... I want to talk about Ramon, because Ramon, to me, is Allen Iverson. He's just so cool. His game speaks for itself, and he doesn't have a ring, but everyone knows he deserves one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Ramon is definitely a fan favorite, too, as well as Allen Iverson. Um, And then, finally... Actually, no, not finally. That was a little premature. We have two more. Um, We have leakless as Bojan Bogdanovich because, you know, he's like a middle of the pack car, probably like towards the front. Never really a threat to win it all, but... Mid-level exception. Yeah, exactly. And Bojan Bogdanovich is just a solid role player. Definitely adds to the team dynamic. Um, Player that NBA fans today definitely know about, but won't necessarily be remembered by the next generation. Um, And then finally, I guess this one... Isn't really a player, but we have Sheriff as Adam Silver, um, Justin, your, your uncle, Uncle Adam, yeah, um, someone in a position of authority who is actually well respected
1: and does not abuse their power. So no Rodman or Kerr for my benefit. Interesting. Okay, good.
0: Well, they're just they've become such a legends to us that it's hard to like like Doc Hudson is a legend, but he was more Wilt Chamberlain than Rodman or Kerr, you know? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we didn't want to... Kerr won championships.
1: I don't know if you know that.
0: (laughs) No, no, he didn't. Fake news. He's got eight rings. (sighs) Okay, well, enough with the weird car stuff. If you're still with us, thank you. You are doing us a big (laughs) favor. But you know what? You know who's still with us? Canadians. Canadians, Let's go. Canadians. Canadians. still with us? Okay. NFL season preview because... Like I said, the we're first doing game. C- we're
1: doing CFL first or just NFL? Oh, we're <laughs> going to do NFL first. Yeah, maybe we need to appeal
2: to our audience. Maybe this can become a hockey podcast. I, I,
1: I would, at least, Grey Cup, you got to do like a special <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'm down. I'm in. Okay. Okay,
0: well, a lot of stuff to discuss about the NFL. I hope Tom Brady uh, gets more luck countering what I said <laughs> earlier. I hope he, he just needs to catch a break. And I hope he so wins unlucky. another Super Bowl.
1: I hope the refs benefit him because they pity him. I just want to wish him thoughts and prayers on the jersey number thing. I know he's really, really upset that defensive players can now wear numbers that are not, you know, specific to their positions in the old way. And I've gone on a rant on this before, but you know, of all people to be pearl clutching when it comes to that, where they completely. Turned around a playoff game against the Ravens that they were going to lose by gaming the refs and the system by putting Shane Varine out wide as an ineligible receiver and Michael Huamanabi as a tackle, who then was suddenly eligible and it, it should have been stopped and wasn't. And, uh, Afterwards, Tom Brady's quote was what like figure, figure it out, it out. learn the rules, and now he's like, it's so hard, it's hard. cue
0: the violence. By the way, yeah. when you mentioned that to me over the off season, I had forgotten about that incident with the Ravens playoff game because there's been so much Patriots and Belichick bullshit that yeah. that one actually just there's fell into two the people
1: who definitely haven't forgotten are your dad. And John Harbaugh, because we talk about it quite a bit, including recently at a, during the preseason game. Anyway. Okay, well, let's
0: talk about who we think is going to impress going into this new season. I'll start with the expert opinion, Robbie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Um, well, one team that I think is going to impress this year is the Washington football Wow. Team, which is also the team with, the best mascot in the league. Um, Just wait, I'll get to that. Okay. There's a few reasons why I think they're going to impress. Um, One is that, you know, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have like probably a stretch of, you know, five to six games during the year where he'll look like the best player that's ever played football. So you figure they can rack up some wins during that period. And, because they're in such a shitty division with horrible competition, that'll probably be, you know, six easy matchups uh, between the three division opponents. So you got the Fitzmagic stretch, you got the division opponents. They could probably rack up a solid record with all of those uh, games. Um, and then finally, because of their team reporting, um, they have Mike Silver... As an, on the media team, I think that's really going to help um, create a fun dynamic with the players and coaches that will motivate them to be a, uh, a good team this season.
0: I completely agree. Smart and kid. He is a very smart kid. Why do you think I keep bringing him back? Right. There's also one thing that this team doesn't have, and that is named Dwayne Haskins.
1: Uh, moving <laughs> over to you, Dad. Who's going to impress this year? I wrote down some teams. Um, You know, the Ravens, I think, are underappreciated, though they were a playoff team last year. I think they're really, really good. Um, This uh, Rashad Bateman, who is hurt right now, but he's the real deal, this uh, first-round draft pick receiver. Um, And I know that I, I was there, unfortunately, for the J.K. Dobbins injury, but they will be able to still run the ball with Gus Edwards and Uh, young Mr. Tyson, their uh, their backup, number 34. So keep an eye on him. I think the Saints will be better than expected. I think the Lions could maybe be
0: okay. I'm I'm all in on the Lions. How many Um, games do the Lions have to win to hit your standards of overachieving slash impressing? Because people think they're going to go like 2-15. and
1: They have to win 9. 2-9? Okay. Out of 17. And we'll get to that. And then um, Niners, I think, flat out are the best team in the NFC. And I said that before the Trey Lance trade. So that's a whole other conversation. But the one that I'm going to highlight is the Chargers. I I just, you know, Brandon Staley did such an insane job in his one year as the Rams defensive coordinator. Um, It really, um, you know changed the nature of that team and, and gave them a a playoff season. Uh, The chargers noticed and hired him. He's got other skills, leadership skills. Uh, He also has a young quarterback who, man, I mean, it's one thing when a rookie gets thrown in and like looks the part, but imagine getting thrown in with literally 15 seconds of prep. They like the charger team doctors who, (laughs) You know, it was was not their finest hour, Um, tried to give Tyrod Taylor a pain injection and punctured his lung, which was a big bummer for a lot of people, but especially for Tyrod Taylor, who had to get rushed to the hospital. So Anthony Lynn, the coach at the time, had to come up to Justin Herbert. It was his second NFL game, and he hadn't played in the first one, and was like, hey, man, you're starting, and Justin thought he was kidding. And he's like, no, no, literally, you're starting against the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, he was so good in that game; it just like looked natural to him. And people were like, "Wow, what a fluke!" But then it wasn't a fluke. He looked that good all year. So um, I think he, you know, a lot of times guys level off in their second year, but I think he is so clearly legit. um, And I believe in Brandon so much that I I think that's a a force to be reckoned with.
0: I like that a lot. You did steal my thunder on the chargers. That was probably my one team I was going to list off too. And I guess now would be the time to talk about how I've done some work with the Rams this summer on their media team, which has been a lot of fun.
1: And I noticed Robbie didn't, you know, that didn't sway Robbie's, uh, you know, Rams, uh, you know, (laughs) he he thought me joining the Washington media team was a big thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, well, wow, He picked wisely.
1: <laughs> I think in Canada they call that
0: a diss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just accept that one because there's really <laughs> nothing I can say to defend myself at this point. But what I was where I was going with that is that, sure, I've gotten to see how this new Rams team is going to look. I've gotten to watch Matthew Stafford in person. Uh, see Deshaun Jackson back and how he's still fast in his 14th year of the league and all that but I've done a lot of reading and research and I've got to learn a lot about Brandon Staley and Vic Fangio and that defensive scheme and what he was able to do last year and I didn't even know that the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl they went to go play Chicago that was the year that they were also really good and made the playoffs and I think they lost 16 to 6 or something. It was a really ugly game by the Rams. Like they looked great all year and just were totally shut down. And Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator at the time, but Brandon Staley was also there oh. and kind of figured out how to stop it. And so, where I'm going with this whole Chargers thing is yes, I think Justin Herbert is a super good player and will be for a long time, but it's about Brandon Staley for me because if the Chargers defense is good and people like Derwin James and Joey Bosa can stay healthy for long periods of time, then Justin Herbert doesn't even have to be a monster every game. He just has to be a good quarterback. And I think he could be really good, but just to think that he doesn't even have to have that standard. If all goes well with Staley's scheme, I think the chargers are a very real team. So, okay. We agree. Well, let's talk about the other side of it. Robbie, I'll go to you first. Again, Uh, teams that, may possibly disappoint this year
2: um staying in the nfc east i think a team that could disappoint this year is the dallas cowboys (sighs) and that's not even necessarily that i think they're going to be that bad it's just because it's the cowboys and they get so much media attention and everyone wants them to be really good and by extension kind of wills that into expectations that they're going to be really good. I think that they're really just poised for disappointment in the sense that their expectations are so high. And I don't know, like, I understand that last year, they did get unlucky with Dak getting injured within the first few weeks. But even before he did, they looked a little bit shaky. Like they almost lost that game. To the Falcons, where the only reason they won is because of that onside kick fiasco at the end. Because the Falcons
0: wanted to lose so bad. I don't know. I yeah,
2: exactly. They had to take the Falcons and how choky they were for the Cowboys to beat. um, A subpar (laughs) team. You're right. Um, (laughs) Anyways, um, I think that the Cowboys are probably on disappointment watch okay i like that we'll get to
0: the cowboys more in a second oh, good dad teams to disappoint we will
1: get to the cowboys more. <laughs> in a second. we may all have the same joke <laughs> coming so all right um i wrote down a bunch of teams and i'm trying to figure out who i'm going to focus on um All right. Well, I have the Browns slash Bills, two teams that are just presumed that they're going to definitely be Super Bowl contenders. They might. They were good last year, but I think we got to, one of those teams could fall off. I would probably Browns more, but keep an eye on that. Uh, The Colts will disappoint. They are, uh, and I'll get to them a little later. Um, I think the Dolphins could disappoint a little. I think, uh, you know, there's a sense that, eh, you know, they were so close last year, but. They had Ryan Fitzpatrick to bail out Tua, and what if Tua isn't – it's not just that Tua wasn't Justin Herbert last year. What if he's not that good? We'll see. Um the Packers, unfortunately, for you guys, could disappoint. Um, I know you see that coming. Now, last year was kind of optimal conditions. It was Aaron Rodgers with no crowd distraction. And I think teams psychologically were like, oh, my God, we can hear him dissecting us before the snap. There's no juice from the fans like we're doomed. And- yeah,
0: so everyone you were talking to, it wasn't like the general consensus
1: that crowd – Juices the
0: defense up yes. more than the offense, yeah.
1: And just the psychology of like Aaron's so smart and he's diagnosing it and he's saying it and you can hear it clearly. I just think it seemed like you know that might not be the case this year, so I they're on watch. I think the Vikings will disappoint, um, you know. And then I have the whole NFC West except for um the Niners, so I'll briefly discuss this, you know, the Cardinals. Um, there's a lot of pressure on them internally. Let me just say that from ownership on down that, you know, I think a lot of us on the outside were like, wow, the Cardinals, they made some strides. Oh, they were so close to the playoffs. That's not how it was being portrayed in that building afterwards. It was like you bleeping bleepers blew this and it's unacceptable. So it's a lot of pressure there. I'm not so sure how connected Kyler is to his teammates or the organization, a little worried about them. Uh, the Seahawks will be fine as long as they start okay. But they have the potential, like the Packers, to have it all unravel. And just because star quarterback tried to get out over the offseason, weirdness. And if it starts getting bad, I could, instead of it rallying, I could just see it being like, ah. And then the, I'll, the, I'll end on your Rams, which is just um, so much pressure on so few guys to have to be big um Aaron Donald I believe he will like usual Jalen Ramsey great player but if things go south that could turn ugly in a hurry um and Matthew Stafford who has done some great things in his career but has never won a playoff game and is kind of presumed to be uh oh well he'll put these Rams over the top whatever that means they were pretty much at the top with Jared Goff two years earlier so um I think the Rams could be in trouble
0: well that's I think that's fair to say about the Rams like obviously that's not what I want to see happen after getting to spend so much time and seeing all the awesome people around that organization but I think it is fair to say that they did give up a lot to get Stafford it feels like the time is now it's not like he is in the youth of his career um you know Andrew Whitworth's going to be 40 people are saying this will probably be his last year and I don't think that people appreciate that when you have a bad offensive line, it doesn't really matter how good the scheme is. Sometimes it makes it a lot harder. And so I think the Rams, uh, I think they're a really good team, but I think they will need a lot of things to go their way externally if they want to have a chance to have Super Bowl aspirations like they do. Um, I really got to stop letting you go before me, though, because – you have just like... Well, I named like the third of the league. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the first thing that I wanted to say was the first thing you said, which is the Browns. And I think that they are a good team. But like you said, the narrative that they're automatically an AFC championship team is ridiculous to me. Like Maybe they are if Baker doesn't have games or he has to throw the ball more than 25 times. But like the last I checked, the Ravens didn't disappear. The Bills are still good. I mean, I know you said they have potential no, to fall good. off, too. Perfect, but, perfect. yeah, it's perfect. like, and, you know, if things go really well for a team like the Chargers or something, then they could get in the way, too. So, I think the and, Browns and are oh, good. yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, obviously yeah. the Chiefs. But people are acting like the Chiefs are the only thing in the way of the Browns. And it's like, really? Uh, I also want to talk about the Colts because people who say that Carson Wentz was immediately put in the MVP conversation <laughs> after getting traded to Indy. make no sense to me. It's well, it's not like the situation in Philly was so bad.
1: You know how people like rip the Colts because they hung banners saying like made it to the AFC Championship game. Like it just says AFC Championship game and that's a joke that the Colts hug banners. I think they should hang a banner for Carson that says might have been leading the MVP race in 2017 <laughs> Before he got hurt, asterisk, and his backup came in and led the team to the championship.
0: <laughs> and it wasn't like Nick Foles did well enough to have the Eagles win the Super Bowl. He played out of his mind in that Super Bowl. Just saying,
1: I've never seen someone get more mileage out of, like, was maybe going to be MVP before he got hurt. Like, okay, that's <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. The and last- four years later, like, we'll see how
0: it goes. <laughs> The last team I have is the Broncos, and I like Teddy and I want good things for them. I'm glad that Fangio gave Teddy the starting job. Uh, it just seems like every year since Peyton Manning retired, it's always like, oh, if you look at this roster, they're really talented and could definitely make the playoffs. And like, I also acknowledge that Vic Fangio's had bad injury luck, even by NFL standards. But I just think with Denver, I have to see it to believe it. And not to mention, they're in a division, division with Patrick here. Mahomes.
1: Yeah. So. yeah, and Justin Herbert. Yeah.
0: yeah, and also the Raiders are under some pressure too now. Yeah, I think. Right, yeah. so, um, okay, quick rapid-fire question. Dad, you first. How many games will the Texans win this year?
1: Um, well, is this what we were asked to prepare for? Will we pick exactly. No, that's next. that's next. Okay, because it's going to bleed into it. Okay. Um, they're going to win one game. Okay, Robbie, how many games?
2: I'm feeling more optimistic than Dad. I'm going to say
1: three. Whoa, damn! And who are those three going to be? You got Jags?
2: Uh, Well, the Jaguars has to be once. Uh, You get back to me when you figure out that.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I also had one. My quick explanation is no idea what game, but probably after they're already 0-6 or worse, they're going to be playing some team close, and everyone's going to know that it's now or never. And
1: somehow they're going to get it done. It's going to be a great moment for interim coach Josh McCallum. Though. That's going to be great. Yeah, I'm glad David Coley got a real opportunity here. Well, at least he's getting paid. Oh, that's true. But here's, uh, David here's my Culley, two. A.K.A. The Fall Guy.
0: <laughs> here's two slots where I think the Texans could win at a winless record. They play the Seahawks in week 14. No. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Which I think could be an opportunity if the Seahawks at that point in the season have become such a mess that everybody quits. Still no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just just throwing it
1: out there. And then my no, other honestly, option is I, I, agree.
2: I feel like the Seahawks will probably like beat like the Chiefs the week. Yeah, before, right. right. <laughs> year, so
1: I actually, seven. if the Seahawks are like 11 and three, that <laughs> That's more. But you know <laughs> it's the Texans. Anyway, go ahead. Well, okay. Well, actually, will, will Kaiemi okay. Fairbairn be back? Of course, That's okay. my guy. Okay. okay.
0: Well, my other option is the obvious: they play the Jags at home, week 15. Which should be in front of a sold-out crowd, by the way, if that's the game that they're going to win. And I think maybe I, I don't that'll know. be
1: social distancing in Texas could be a real, very real thing.
0: Oh right, I forgot. My they bad. should
1: fill the crowd with um, women who are pregnant, uh-huh. who had wished that they had the option to maybe make a decision about their body, but were no longer able to by Texas law. <laughs> this is getting real too dark. soon. This is getting real dark. <laughs> I'm just saying, it could be Urban
0: Meyer's true welcome-to-the-NFL moment right there, losing to interim coach Josh McCown. Uh,
1: By the way, those uh, those two Colts games are no, you know, gimme for the Colts. But. Hey,
0: no game is a gimme.
2: <laughs> kind of like how the Colts lost to the Jags in week one last year. Correct.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then the Jags were like, cool, pressure's off. Let's just lose <laughs> 15 in a row and get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Pretty much. (laughs) Okay, so on the topic of uh, how many games the Texans will win, I want to go with guaranteed records that you think will happen. Uh, I asked you guys to pick three teams. The Texans were one of your three. They were one of my three. And then
1: um, the other, which maybe this is Going to preempt you guys, but I have the Cowboys at eight, eight, and one. No fucking way! <laughs> no, that's what I had. I stole your joke. Oh, yeah, we Jesus. did not rehearse that. You guys briefed that, brief that before? No, we did not. I just, you know, how the Cowboys are always eight, and eight. Um, by the way, that could win the division. It won't, but they could. Yeah, I have the Cowboys at eight, eight, and one. So I'm. Did say, I
0: make an eight, eight, and one joke to you within the no, last two weeks? Which is great minds run,
1: you know. Oh, that is. I, such I would a say members of the Ram media team and the. Um, WFT football team, you know, it's we're just a So yeah, the Cowboys 8-8-1. And then the third one I have, and this goes back to what we were just talking about, is I have the Titans at 14 and 3, and I don't even think they're that good. I just, you know, they're gonna win the six in their division because the Colts are overrated and the Texans are abysmal and the Jags aren't much better. So they get like an easy six, and yeah, you know, they play the NFC West, which is hard, but like I don't know. I think like I feel. I feel like they'll beat the Rams, and then so that's two. And then, dude, as long as it gets to overtime, like any game, scene, and... I think they play the Chiefs. I I feel like I, I I just like I feel like they'll go fourteen and three, and they'll really be like an eleven and six caliber team. Okay, whatever that means, by the way, in seventeen game language. Right, like it's yeah. ten
0: and seven, good. You know, because ten know.
1: and six was always like I, good. Also, seven teams make the playoffs, which is a stupid number. But yeah, anyway. Well,
0: I'm so bummed
1: you stole my Cowboy's joke. Can You need to stop
2: oh. letting him go first.
1: And also, let it, stop letting me prep. Although, I probably would have had that one without
2: prepping. Yeah, that's true. I didn't have to
0: prep much to write that one down either. Um, well, I'll go before you, just in case you have anything weird. Okay. So, I like what you said about the dolphins regressing. I think that... After overperforming last year, they kind of fall off a little bit this year. I don't think they'll be terrible, but I think 7-10 and 10 is a mm. nice
1: safe bet for the Dolphins. I like that, 7-10. and ten.
0: Yeah, I think that, and then I had Cowboys 8-1. Eight,
1: eight, By the way, who are the Cowboys going to tie with? Ooh. The Texans. <laughs> I think Eagles.
0: <laughs> yeah. Eagles, Eagles always tie. No, it's going to be some team that just sucks die. that day. Okay, all right. I can see the Packers tying with them, but I don't think they
2: play. Okay, well, we'll maybe look. like to the Panthers if they play. That's, that's a good tie. Team. Panthers is a good
0: tie. Yeah. Team. Um My last record prediction.
1: Like the game ends with Sam Darnold like throwing the ball <laughs> out of the end zone on purpose because he doesn't want to take like his third interception. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I was going to be
0: annoyed with the interruption, but that was that was pretty spot on. My last team is the Bengals. And I think that they're going to be six and eleven, but I think they're going to be like three and nine, and then finish six and eleven. Like they're going to get some shit wins at the
1: end. Does that save Zach Zach Taylor just because the owner's so cheap and will want to like not pay off Zach Taylor? No, it
0: would
2: have last year, but not this year. Okay, Robbie. Okay, um, so I have the Ravens at twelve and five. I feel like they're definitely going to have a solid record, but it's not going to be like the. 2019 Ravens, where it was Lamar's first year, and they're so explosive, and everyone's taken off guard, where they're unstoppable. Second year, really, but yeah. Yeah, okay, well, they're a, a streaky team, so I feel like they'll also, like, maybe get cold at some point, drop a few, and then get hot. Um, and I like then it. I like it. the Raiders, I have a eight and nine. <laughs>
1: I feel like they're, they're But will poised. they? But will they be like seven and two at one point? <laughs> <laughs> Probably.
2: But I, I don't know. They just seem like a team to me that's like poised for mediocrity, and they're like they're never really going to be a threat to make the playoffs at the end of the year. But they're definitely always going to be like pictured on the playoff picture
1: graphic <laughs> as like the third team out from the wild card. It'd like, be a bit cool twist if they were like really good on defense but trash on offense. All this <laughs> time. You mean like when the Raiders
2: are still alive but they just need five things to yeah, happen? Exactly, yeah. it'll be like that. Like no one really takes them seriously, but they aren't mathematically eliminated <laughs> until like week seventeen. <laughs> I like that. Um, really and weird. then finally, I have the Eagles at five and twelve, but maybe I should edit that to like five, 11 and one because they probably will tie with the Cowboys.
0: By the uh, way. Do the Raiders and Texans play? I uh, do not
1: believe that. Because
0: <laughs> that'd thing. be one to keep an eye on.
1: <laughs> what place it depends what place the Texans were last place, right? Yeah. And the Raiders were not. not. No. They do not.
2: Anyways, yeah, I just feel like the Eagles, like, probably will beat the Giants or the Cowboys and then maybe get like a couple of their slop wins. But Jalen Hurts is another one of those guys that I feel like has been hyped up a little bit too much and I just don't know if I'm completely sold on him yet.
1: I struggle every once in a while with Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurd. And I know Jalen Hurd has yet to actually play an NFL game. He's been hurt as a Niners receiver. Converted running back, by the way, from college. And then there's Jalen Hurts, and they were contemporaries. So i gotta, I got to confess that I do struggle with that sometimes. Okay. Well, we're it's just going to get more confusing. And, you know, everybody hurts, including Jeremy. <laughs> Sometimes. Wait, is the microphone on the singing setting? Oh, yeah, we're going to uh, auto-tune
0: that. Okay, <laughs> just like Owen Finney requested to get auto-tuned, and I made sure to get it done right away. Stronger. All right, we're going to go in reverse order for prediction of first coach fired. Uh, Robbie... Who is going to be off the hot seat and out the door first?
2: Um, Well, kind of building off of what you already said earlier, I think the Bengals could start 3-9. and nine. I think Zach Taylor has already had two kind of rough seasons, and maybe he was spared last year just because it was Burrow's first year, but he's an offensive coach. Is
1: that right, Charles I hear in the background? Do 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 hit the road, Zach, and don't you come back (laughs) no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Zach, and don't you come back no more. (laughs) Next time we do every
2: slap tells a story. Hey, Sorry, by the way, I didn't realize that uh, Jimmy Fallon was the uh, other co-host today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jimmy's always here, but I mean, Jimmy. There's so many emphasis how many episodes are we gonna to do Pretty today? Pretty sure our friend Greg Haywood invoked the name of Ray Charles while discussing uh, how well uh, the Cal quarterback was seeing the field in their opener against Nevada. I think uh, he made a Ray Charles comment on the way out of the stadium. Anyway. It's so good. It's so good, I get it, because Ray Charles you can't see. Anyway, so, Remy, Remy, Remy goes, Rami, Alright, um
2: so before Dad interrupts me with another song, <laughs> I'll just finish up this analysis. Um the problem, I, I, I'm not saying it's for sure, but I think it's probably a pretty safe bet that if the Bengals start poorly and the offense doesn't look great, they might just decide to end things because if Burrow's not looking good and he's an offensive coach and he's the presumably the poised to be the franchise quarterback, that they'll just decide to move on.
0: Okay, I like that. I'm going to go ahead of yeah, you. You better go even though I don't think we're going to have the same person. No, so we, we will not. We will not. I actually, on this one, I went with Mike Zimmer of the Vikings, and that's not wishful it's a, thinking. It's a great pick. by any means, but here's the thing: he hasn't missed the playoffs in back-to-back seasons with the Vikings, I believe, uh, and then they missed last year. Right. So a lot of coaching hires have been made in the last two years. So a lot of people have time to buy, like people like Matt Rule, uh, for example. Like the Panthers might not be good, but right. it is his second year. Right. I think when you really look at the group of coaches who need to make it happen now, it's Zach Taylor, like you mentioned, Zimmer, Matt Nagy, Vic Fangio, Cliff Kingsbury, and Gruden. sort of John Gruden, yeah. even though he was signed to a 10-year deal. Yeah. I also think Zimmer's temperament does not help if the situation... Gets bad and
1: the team is struggling. Will he bench Kirk Cousins before he gets fired during the season. I think <laughs> probably 100. Yeah, he already hates him for the COVID thing. I mean, like yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: So I don't know. I just don't think Kirk Cousins is the guy. I mean, I've shit on Kirk Cousins like a million
1: times over this podcast. You know what? Kirk Cousins' dad is definitely not the guy though. If you ever, <laughs> if you ever listen to some of his views, uh, not a huge fan.
0: My final statement is: I think Zimmer's a great coach. I just think. The time's going to be done in Minnesota.
1: Well, it's funny because, you know, there's the two grumpy guys, right? There's Zimmer and Vic Fangio. Um, A lot of people think it could be Vic Fangio. You know, I think Teddy gives him a fighting chance. Tough division. Um, I I think Zimmer's a great pick, and I love Zim. Um, I do think it would, like, end ugly. I think he would humiliate Kirk Cousins before getting (laughs) fired on an interim basis. But I'm going with a coach that no one would describe as grumpy in fact they think of him they think of this one scene from 2020 when we're all locked down and we're all watching the draft the virtual draft and there was this dude in like this you know futuristic scene this all white lounging setup couch where like no socks and cliff kingsbury just looked like the coolest dude in the whole world in that moment. And um, it's good to be Cliff Kingsbury, but as I alluded to earlier, the owner is not seeing it the way I think the casual fans see it. The owner is like, we should have been in the playoffs last year. That was an abomination. And listen, man, in Cliff's defense, that division is no picnic. And Yeah, but they should have taken the Bears' spot. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just saying this year I, th- that division's no picnic. So Cliff goes into the year with those expectations, and um, you know I'm not so sure about Kyler. That's Cliff's guy, kind of, but uh, I think Cliff could be. Uh, just knowing what I know about how grumpy Michael Bidwell is, I think uh, I- I'm gonna go with Cliff. Okay, I think that's a. I think all three of those guys are
0: very much worthy of that nomination. So. All different guys too wow no agreements there and i'm actually going to cut myself off right there to conclude part one of this nfl preview special in part two we have our mvp picks temporary stars and some gaucho talk among many other things so please for your own benefit stick around check out part two you won't be disappointed <laughs>